Hello treasure seekers and welcome to Shandy Andy's Unguarded Treasure. This is Series 1, Episode 21. This session is all about how I went about setting up an online game that I could GM of RuneQuest Roleplaying in Glorantha, and also the subsequent game that came out of that and how it went. So the first thing to do was, of course, find some players for my game, and, so, and I needed to gauge whether there was enough interest for me to actually run this online. So with that in mind, I went over to the Audio Dungeon Discord server, uh, which has a channel looking for DM-players, and I put a message out there saying I was thinking of running it, and were people interested at all? And um, I got about half a dozen people who showed tentative interest. So from there, I decided what I'd do is contact the admins of the server and request an actual um, dedicated channel for my game, which is uh, the, the way it works there is there is a game section and each game um, that has been run has its own channel. This is to so that um, you can keep everything relating to your game in one place and also not clutter up general channels um, with confusing cross-scenario chats and things like that. Uh, and they set that up for me very quickly, which was great. And then I um, posted into the uh, Looking for DM Players channel just to say, created this, and if people were interested, come over to my Glorantha, uh, my RuneQuest Glorantha channel. And quite a few people did. I, I guess in total there was probably about um, eight or nine people who sort of showed tentative interest in that. Um, so certainly enough for me to go ahead and start setting things in motion. Now, I've never run an online game before. I've played in a number of them. I've been playing online, I guess, for about six months now. So I'm certainly um, uh, not a veteran player, but I, I know the basics, I guess, um, in, enough to make give me enough confidence to have a stab at running my own online game. Um, but what that obviously meant was uh, I had no um, previous experience on what tools to call upon. And I had no handouts or anything uh, ready because although I have run uh, Request Roleplaying in Glorantha before, probably about half a dozen times, um, and I'd actually run the scenario I was propo uh, proposing to run the Broken Tower for the Quick Start Rules, I'd run that about um, three or four times at cons. Um, it had all been um, paper-based stuff that I, I'd had that I could hand out at, uh, physically at the table. So there needed to be a bit of work uh, initially uh, to get it ready for an online game. I decided I wanted a central area online to store any files that I needed the players to have access to. And I decided to use Dropbox for this as I'd had account for many years and used it on and off and was fairly familiar with it. And it provides quite a nice mechanism where you can place things in a public folder and just send, uh, give anybody you want to have access to it a URL which you can put into the browser and then um, access any files that you put up there. I put a copy of the quick start rules for RuneQuest Roleplaying in Glorantha but I excluded the scenario, the broken tower which I was going to run which is part of the quick start rules. I did that simply by doing a print to PDF in Windows um, with a 
a page range so that I could uh, specify that I just wanted the quick start rules and not the scenario in the file, which I then put into Dropbox. Then what I also did is I, um, within the uh, scenario, the broken tower, there is a each of the pre-gen characters uh, which they provide has a, a single A4 sheet uh, page which you can use. So again, again I um, use the print to PDF, just uh, the um, single page mentioned so that I could get a file for each of the individual uh, pre-gen characters in PDF format um, for the players to reference. However, one of the downsides of the way that it's done in the Quick Starter is it's done in a more in a fairly narrative style, so it can actually be quite difficult to find the skill or the ability that you you want by having to read through the columns of text. So I wanted to have an actual um, character sheet in PDF format that I could fill in and provide. As a, a file to each of the players, and I managed to locate one online. I think it was off the Chaosum actual website, uh, and I was able to download that and create a copy for each of the pregen characters, and then fill in by transposing the values that were in the um, narrative um, page and put it onto an actual character sheet, which I hoped would be uh, a lot more meaningful for the characters. I also wanted to use Roll. 20, um, the application which runs within a, a browser to use the whiteboard facility and also the dice rolling facility. Uh, as previously, Jason from uh, the Nerds RG, uh, RPG Variety Cast had, had used that, I think it was in our uh, Barbarians of Lemura game, and it was quite uh, it was quite useful, I, I found, as a mechanism to do that. Um, one thing I was quite uh, uh, happy to find was there was actually a character sheet as well which had already been created by somebody specifically for RuneQuest role-playing in Glorantha for use within Roll20. So I had a look at that uh, and decided that I would actually uh, make that available for each of the pre-gen characters so the players could have easy access to um, allow them to roll against abilities because what that Roll20 character sheet allows you to do is to fill in all the values of the skills and that and there is a button next to it which all the player has to do is press it and it rolls the dice for that skill and shows the result in the chat and it, it, it takes into account, it will work out whether it's a critical um, a special or a normal success or whether it's a fumble and also provides information if it's uh, an aug uh, for augmentation of other skills um, which is all quite nice and particularly with um, players who are not familiar with the RuneQuest system it can be quite daunting it's not a light rule set um, so I thought that would be a very useful way of getting them quickly into the scenario without them having to worry about the mechanisms within the um, RuneQuest game itself. What I also did within the Roll20 was also upload a number of images that I wanted to um, make available to the players during the course of the scenario just as a visual aid more than anything. Um, so what I did is I uh, managed to find a map um, of the Dragon Pass, um, the overall area where their characters would be um, adventuring, and I put that up as the uh, default background for uh, when they logged in to the um, Roll20. Um, I also then created in Paint a, a quick map of the 
specific area that we were going to adventure in. I, I made it a very simple thing with contour lines, showing the watercourses, uh, roadways and settlements, just to sort of give them an idea uh, of the local area that they were in. And I put names against all the settlements and things like that. Um, uh, very noddy, um, but just something that I, I find useful as a, a player. Um, then I also uploaded an image from the PDF of the actual rule book, which actually showed it's a full A4 color um, picture of the actual pre-gen characters. So you could see Vizana the warrior on her bison and Harmast on his zebra. Uh, and each of the uh, characters, there was this visual representation of them, which I, I think, uh, again, is quite useful. I also did a battle map of the first um, uh, battle um, scene that uh, was going to occur, again, as a visual aid so that, that perhaps the players could uh, quite easily visualise what I was trying to describe, because I sometimes find that um, even the best uh, GMs um, can sometimes not quite get over by describing in words what an actual uh, area looks like. Um, so I thought that would be useful. And then also a few images, things like there were some um, um, inscriptions on standing uh, stones and a picture of the boss uh, at the end of the scenario, uh, just again as a visual aid so they could uh, see what it was I was describing. The players who were interested in my game proposal had also suggested within the uh, RuneQuest Glorantha Discord server channel that I put up a sign-up sheet. So what I did is I created that in Google Docs um, and simply um, put a link to that document into the uh, Audio Dungeon Discord channel um, for them to access. Uh, it was a fairly simple uh, thing. Uh, I just uh, put up there um, what the system was that I was uh, proposing to run, the actual scenario, how many players, uh, the date and time that it was going to be. In, and then I um, did a two-column table, which was simply the player name and then the character. So they could um, put their name there and then um, choose from the pre-gen characters which one they wanted to. Um, and then I put a little bit of blurb uh, about uh, the type of game I was going to run uh, and some links to the uh, Dropbox and also to the uh, Roll20 um, so that everything was in one place for the players to access. And I then uh, also pinned the message that I put with the link to the uh, sign-up sheet within the channel so that uh, it was easy to access it by just clicking on the pin messages icon within there. I was lucky enough to get uh, the full complement of six um, players actually sign up for the game. Uh, and in fact, there were several others who, who also expressed an interest. Uh, so it might be that I run a, a second um, game as well, well of it. Um, and I was quite pleased that um, they were quite engaging in the, the, the channel uh, and I got some good feedback about what was working and what wasn't because uh, at one stage the Dropbox link wasn't visible um, but I managed to re resolve that. Uh, I think it's inevitable the first time you do anything like this online that there'll be one or two hiccups and the, play uh, the, 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 the guys just took that in their stride um, and didn't seem to mind at all. I think it's sort of uh, expected. 
let's move on to the actual game itself and the session. Um, what I decided to do, I, I, I'm fortunate enough to have two monitors attached to my uh, PC. Um, so what, what I did is I set up um, Google Hangouts, which uh, I decided to use for the audio and visual part of the game. So anyone who had a webcam, basically, we could see a picture uh, of them on there. And I certainly was running with one so they could uh, see me. Um, I put that on one monitor along with the Roll20 um, as well. And then on the other monitor, I had um, the scenario uh, in the PDF viewer so I could quickly access it if uh, my memory failed me and I needed to check up on something. And then I also set up uh, in Word, um, I have a, a, some monster sheets which I use to easily track hit points and magic points uh, uh, loss. And also it's... Um, all in one place it reminds me of uh, what the attack percentages are and what damage any particular monster does and then in a separate word document i actually had a summary of the uh, scenario which i like to, to use um, really it's just uh, keywords um, uh, key phrases that the npcs use and their actual name because i'm terrible at remembering npc names so i can uh, have those as a sheet which I can quickly glance at uh, and hopefully use as part of the conversation without the uh, players um, it, it breaking up the uh, narrative at all. Sadly, one of the players who'd signed up had to drop out on the day. Um, <coughs> Andy Goodman uh, had problems with his throat and was struggling to talk so uh, I hope you're better Andy and may maybe at some stage in the future we can game together that'd be great uh, but he left me with five players which is more than enough it's a scenario that um, you can run with I guess a couple of players really uh, but it's best with um, four to six so the players um, who came online to play were Aaron Pete, Colin, Carl, and the mysteriously named Ethereal Dragon. Now, I do apologise. I don't know your real name. <laughs> Such are the joys of online gaming. Of those players, uh, Pete and Colin, like myself, were UK-based, and I believe that Aaron, Carl, and Ethereal Dragon were all US-based. It was noticeable to me, certainly, that the video quality and the audio quality were better with Pete and Colin. Uh, I, I assume that's just down to the fact that there was uh, less latency on the line um, with us all being physically in the UK. And occasionally there were some issues where um, the video line dropped or the audio uh, became a bit distorted to the guys in the, the US. But I don't think it really impacted much on the session. It, it was quite rare that it happened. And I think we only had one complete dropout where we lost a Ethereal Dragon, uh, but quickly established the fact that... Um, was a problem and he was able to reconnect fairly quickly. One of the immediate uh, issues I found is it, it did take about 45 minutes probably to get everything set up and make sure everyone had access to everything, knew where the character sheets were in World 20 and what have you. Uh, that was certainly a bit longer than I was anticipating, um, but the feedback I sort of get was that that, that was actually fairly normal. Um, so. I miscalculated that slightly and definitely the game ran slower than any of the other games that I'd run before. Now, I don't know whether that was perhaps, uh, you know, the group that I was playing with were doing a, a little bit more detailed background uh, checking before they um, w w went off um, 
into the scenario, or maybe it was an online thing. Um, certainly, I can remember on a few occasions having to ask people to repeat stuff because the uh, audio connection wasn't quite, I hadn't quite heard what they were saying, uh, which obviously you don't tend to get as much in a face-to-face game, although you can at cons where there's a lot of background noise. Um, and consequently, we did actually run out of time. I mean, it certainly is definitely doable in four hours, the uh, Broken Tower. I've done it in three and a half um, before, but um, we still had a, a good hour and a half, I think, left with about a quarter of an hour to go. So we actually um, called it a day at a convenient point. Um, but the guys seem keen to finish off the scenario. So uh, shortly after I finish this podcast, I shall uh, set up a, a Google Doc and put that into the... Uh, uh, audio uh, dungeon discord channel to see if we can uh, find a convenient date and time to just finish off the scenario i definitely made a few mistakes with the uh, use of the technology um i putting the roll 20 and the google hangouts um on the same monitor both those applications i was running on one monitor um I think was a mistake. Uh, I think the Google Hangouts, the visual of the players, needs to be the most important window you have open. Certainly, that that that's my take from the session. And it, I sometimes had to put the roll twenty over the top of it while I was doing stuff, and then forgot to remove it. Um, so I think if I was going to do that again, I'd certainly have the um, the Google Hangouts must be visible all the time on the prominent monitor in front of me. Um, apart from that, I don't think it was a, the, the, the Roll20 itself seemed to go okay. The, the, player, uh, the players saw the images. I was trying to get up to them okay, I think. Um, so I'm reasonably happy that the Roll20 side of it seemed to go okay. The actual scenario itself, uh, I'll be honest, it's not the best I've ever run it. I think there was a little bit of nervousness of it being my first time online and uh, just trying to make sure everything was going smoothly and getting used to the fact that um, I wasn't getting some of the body language cues that um, you sometimes get in a face-to-face game. Um, and I guess that's just practice, but you, know, you, you, um, you, you pick up the, the more that you, you do it. Um, I hope that the players all enjoyed it. I certainly really enjoyed uh, running it, and I think I got a bit better as the scenario went on. I certainly need to sort out the pacing. I'm aware of that. It needed to um, be paced a bit uh, quicker, um, but it but it's always a joy to um, GM for you know people who are enthusiastic about uh, role playing and are good role players themselves. You know. It, it, yeah, I certainly felt very much that during the game, it was great that I could just let them get on with it. You know, I wasn't having to give any hints or prompts or anything. Um, you know, and I, that, that's the best way of role playing. I always think is when that happens. So thanks very much for my players. I really appreciated you um, joining a game for a first time online GM, and I hope it wasn't too clunky and was an enjoyable experience, guys. So in summary, what I've really tried to do in this episode is give sort of thought process to how uh, somebody thinking of GMing online goes about getting a game together, uh, pulling together the technology uh, and how the game 
actually goes and highlighting some of the perhaps mistakes that uh, I made that potentially other GMs could also uh, make and at least making them aware um, that they need to be vigilant about that. I'm not saying the way that I set it up or ran it was the best in the world. I'm sure there are much more experienced GMs who'd be able to pull me up on certain aspects or give advice uh, as to how I could run it um, better if I ran it again. But uh, I think it's a useful um, episode for any would-be GMs, really, just to say it's not as intimidating as um, it could be. It's it's a, a, yes, it was a little stressful. I'll not deny that, but well worth it. It's something you really should just give a try. You know, um, there is a bit of effort that needs to be put in to get used to the tools and to to get all the stuff together online. I'll not deny that. I mean, I spent probably, oh, I, I reckon, just filling in character sheets and getting the roll twenty set up at least eight hours. You know, um, if I did it again, I could do it in half that time. You know, and I'm sure I did it again after that, maybe half, you know, a quarter of the time. So, yeah, you're going to have to put a bit of effort in to start with. Uh, but it was definitely worth it. You know, it was a very enjoyable experience. Now I'm sitting here and thinking back about it. Um, and it's certainly something I intend to uh, do, do again uh, if I can get, uh, you know, the players first of all, in agreement to finish off the scenario. That would be brilliant. And I'd certainly do it again um, in, the, in the future to GM and uh, maybe try some other systems. And I might certainly um, be one of those sort of GMs who just sits there and if somebody asks for a game, I might, to, you know, on Sunday morning and I'm just at a loose end, I might say, yeah, go on, I'll, I'll run this because I've got all the technology now set up. Um, and I will say, uh, you know, there are some systems that you would you wouldn't need well twenty you could just you wouldn't even need video you could just do it as an audio thing I, I I think largely you need to have a think give it a try with everything I'd say to start with like I did I think that was a good decision on my part because it gives you a chance to see what works and what doesn't and the one thing I will say is running something like RuneQuest um, role playing in Garantha I definitely think that those roll twenty character sheets were worth doing that that was. And I don't necessarily think in something, for example, Dave Aldridge, when he runs his Black Hat game, um, doesn't use Roll20. It's very much a just Google Hangouts. Um, I mean, our character sheets are even just, you know, well, mine certainly is just a few notes uh, scribbled in uh, a notepad. And that works fine for a light rule system, I think. So, again, you need to gauge the system that you've got there. Um uh, and find out what works, but you know the best for you and your players uh, as any role-playing session. Um, um, but I just say keep your options open at the beginning, and then just whittle them down, which is what I intend to do. You've been listening to Shandy Andy's Unguarded Treasure. If you'd like to contact me, please drop me a message on Anchor. Email me at shandyandy at gmail.com or possibly find me hanging around at Audio Dungeon Discord channel.